Eric, tell, this, tell him next time, put your phone on Do Not Disturb. Put it on uh, vibrate and ring at the same time, as loud as it That's the best one. Yeah, welcome back to another episode of the Aging Punks Complain, the place where I come on Sunday mornings to get shamed for things I didn't know I was doing wrong. I'm one of your hosts, Raymond Stripe. Whatever. Whatever. Bella Mozzarella. Eric's distracted. Eric's on the boards. Oh, I was, I was, yeah, I was doing that. Eric's on the ones and twos. The yep. ones and twos. What's up, guys? Hey. How's life? Oh, eh, good. That's all right. Just stuffy. Stuffy. My throat hurts. I got the sniffles. It's cold again, sort of. Yeah, it's hard today. It was warm for a few days. It was nice. So warm. Um, it's fucking weird. Sixty-five though. degrees. Yeah. <clears throat> Climate change. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of that, man. It's crazy. People. <laughs> we haven't gotten any snow at all. Like, that's great. It's not good. I know. I mean, I know, but Knock on wood. we're going to get, we need a lot of rain is what we're going to need now. Why? Because a lot of shit depends on that snow melt. To like, like going to like plants and shit. Cause they need water. <laughs> so. Ever heard of a hose? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yo, you, ever, <laughs> you ever heard of going to the store and buying a 24 pack of Nestle crunch water? <laughs> Nestle crunch? Yeah. Nestle crunch Nestle. water. You know, the guy from Nestle said that water is not a fundamental human right. And we, Water should be that. privatized business and like air too. Yeah, it'll be air yeah, next. Sure. That's crazy. Yeah. He's wow. a Nazi. That's weird. All right. So this week we have a guest. <laughs> On Hello. that note, uh, we have a guest this week. Uh, I met this gentleman at least a decade ago. At this point, I think that's yes. accurate. Uh, he's one of the best live performers I ever get to. Stare, uh, share the stage with, stare at and share the stage with. Uh, <laughs> super creative, kind of weird. Uh, I don't know that we've had any real experience other than just playing a show. Uh, we never like hold hands and go to the mall or anything. But we we held hands and went to your kitchen one time. There you go. That's um, always the best that's place. Pretty good. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> let me say, ladies and gentlemen, PT Burnham. Nice to, nice to be here. Hi, Welcome. how's it going? Thanks Hello. for being here. I think it's a pleasure. One time we ate at Rossi's uh, before it was gone. Mm-hmm. The one mm-hmm. when it was across from Champ still. Mm-hmm. I I remember that. I don't think I ever went in there. I never did either. They it was all, food, when I ate meat. Was it good. was awesome. Damn, that sucks. They I wish I would have went there. Now. Yeah. Oh, they're still there. Well, no, there's a, they have a new location, but now they have new owners. Oh, okay. They white flighted. I feel like so many of these like rap friendships and or like touring artist friendships happen on this level where it's like you get a good taste of the human a little bit in conversation and then as a performer and also you're sort of especially in the days after you play with them your feed fills up with stuff that they're doing and like yeah, you see yeah. a lot of what they're doing uh, and so you get this sort of feel for a person it's like even without conversing with them the, they enter into my thought patterns and sort of influence it. Like, like w- one of the things that you influenced certainly is that like, um, you know, you were doing the punk thing and a lot of people who do the punk music thing are just like, I'm a music, I'm doing the music. Like I live like a scumbag, et cetera. And, and like, of course there's some of it, but yeah. there's also like a lot of like really good community work, like skate ramp building and stuff like this that eventually I think led to even more healthy decisions for yourself. Yeah. Like like same kind of thinking and that kind of thinking 
it benefits me on a relatively like monthly, weekly basis. When I think about my friends who are doing more healthy stuff and realizing, you know, that you can do that and still be badass, that you can still like, it doesn't have anything to do with the really the lifestyle of, of being awesome and community minded and stuff. You don't have to kill yourself to do it. You don't have to be like, you don't have to be a scumbag to be cool. Yeah. It took me a long time to learn that. I think (laughs) it's a, it took me a long time to be like, Oh yeah, I can care about my community and life and also enjoy like living like a rap tough guy. And I think well, you're still great. trying to figure that out. Yeah, I'm still figuring that out now. Yeah, but you're I, yeah. doing good. But that's that's interesting that you say like the algorithm. Like you basically like we hang out once or twice, and then the algorithm informs us about each other. I never really thought <laughs> about that before. That's actually really true. You're like you're like six hours away after the show, and you're like, oh, look what Burnham's doing today. How about that? That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and, and especially it like knows or something, or like I guess just who you're interacting with. It's like, oh, they were just hanging out or something you just see more of yeah. it when you're physically in proximity i don't know why that's funny algorithm yeah. bug me out but that's almost like a positive i don't maybe it's not always positive no nah, it could be bad you, yeah Definitely. Who you spend bad. time with yeah yeah but it's different it's sure yeah. it's different uh so what do you want to complain about today uh well i want to complain about intuition 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 and the nice. way that it's considered into because okay, so you had Dan Keach on here, and he's really you want somebody who can remember what happened at a show a decade ago and the nuances of conversation and the insights that came from that. Dan is your man. Yeah. When it comes to the on the ground, um, like the aspects of touring, like I went on tour with MC Homeless maybe seven or eight, maybe ten times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most of those he booked almost entirely. I helped out here and there, but he's a powerhouse and not because he's just some like genius at it, but he's just like a really hard worker who figures things out and knows how to maintain good relationships with people. And, and I don't know. It's cool that you talked to him about, you know, DIY touring. I'm, I think a lot more in terms of the, the creative act itself, boiling it down to its, it's kind of roots of like the intuitive act is the act of creation, but it gets really heady. I mean, if we want to complain about something a little less like, (laughs) but like, but the idea of, um, so, so hip hop is a largely electronic medium, you know, it's a lot of like looping and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Beat breaks. Machines are in its birth, like rock and roll too. But in this weird way that like, the idea that a person can hear a song, be like, I want that loop to loop and change. I want what's in my environment to be altered to my specifics. I'm going to loop this instead of listening to the whole song. That kind of way of thinking about things is embedded into hip hop and rap's like way mm-hmm. of being. And so what's an interesting thing that's occurred is the is is this saying we can start with it the drum machine has no soul right this is a common like complaints drummers have people that critique hip-hop music drum machine has no soul it's like this is though when you see some of these early djs who are clearly on the cusp of something beautiful just like those people who first fired up distortion or just like we're like we're gonna make this as chunky as possible three chords like you're discovering this thing and they're interacting with the equipment in an intuitive and natural way they discovered they can do something they're doing it with their bodies and they're 
remembering in their bodies and in their selves how to do it just like a guitarist just like you know any other instrument because an instrument is just like a physical interaction with a sound source or a sound generator that is led i think in its best moments by the intuitive nature the body remembers how to speak through the instrument and it really gets messed up if any you know it really gets messed up and stupid when you t- when you think too hard about yeah, it. Yeah, you feel it. You feel like, it. When you make a song, yeah. you feel it. Yeah. I, right. I, I can relate to that. I don't even make beats, but like when I do like a vocal pattern or mm. or anything, like I feel it out. Like I don't just like go, I'm gonna come here with this vocal pattern today and make it work. Yeah, you're still composing something. Yeah, you and hear you it. You oh. put it yeah. And I've never like learned anything about music. I just like do what came naturally. So yeah, this it is intuition. I never even thought about it that way. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, if you it's didn't definitely know- intuition. And what's interesting about the voice is you've been using it so long that the intuitive nature of the mind of of how you connect yourself to your voice is so embedded that it's hard to notice. And if you, you really notice the intuitive thing when it arises on guitar. You're playing guitar and you're practicing, and you're like, I have to think about this all the time. My fingers hurt, and I have to think about what I'm doing. And then eventually you get to the stage where now all of a sudden my fingers remember what I'm doing. And then when you notice like, oh, shoot, a lot of my smoothest and most beautiful stuff comes when I'm not actively thinking about it, when I'm just letting my fingers do it. The voice does the exact same thing. It's just that the relationship with you and your voice is so intimate and so forever that that intuitive nature is embedded and almost unnoticeable. It's like walking. You like you don't yes. think about walking. You just do it. Yeah, like you, you said yeah. you said you never really had lessons or none of that. No, I know. So anything. it's pretty much all intuition then yeah. with you, right? Yeah, if yeah. you never and when was I, taught any, you know not to mean? like just make it about me, which I always do, but like when I was like <laughs> ten, you know, ten years old, going into my early teens, like I always wrote songs without music, and I just like would think of music. You, like, could mu- you picture a beat in your head yeah, though like as fake, it was going? It's like fake music in my head. Yeah, it's you're, not. But the, yeah, yeah, you're, keep, yeah. you're keeping a tempo kind of with yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. and I'm sure a lot of that is influenced by kind of music. What I listen to, but like I wouldn't write to what I listen to. I would just like come up with something in my head and write it. Yeah. And then later on, I combine it with something somebody else wrote. You know, is is what usually happens. I tweak it to do something different. Yeah, which is oh, yeah. I love being collaborative. But also, like, I'm all, I was, might, might come from being lazy or uncoordinated because I don't really create my own sounds. So it, it works out for me to do it with other people. I mean, people. everybody's good at something. That how, just might not be your something. How do you write your rap stuff? The same way as everybody else, man. Okay. One pant leg at a time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I read somewhere that Ludacris likes to write his raps um, while he's driving, which yeah. sounds like a little bit dangerous or something but this is what he does he's like that's too the, fast the time that I too feel. furious it makes sense <laughs> uh, i know there's probably a lot of people that do that because uh, especially if you're by yourself driving and you know i've so. heard that people do is like if they write lyrics and they can't think of like um like a guitar part for it or whatever you know the rhythm for it they'll play it to someone else's song like they'll sing it to someone else's song yeah, and then like see how it works and try to make it work from that, oh, which is pretty interesting. That. Yeah, dude, the that car is thing is uh, Jay Lee Swiss cheese. Rest in peace. That's what he did. He whenever he worked, he would write his and he would write it in a notebook on his lap while he yeah. drove to work and stuff, which was definitely That's dangerous. That's the same as texting and driving. It's good for you. <laughs> I think it's probably even worse than texting and driving. Like worse. I I don't it's, think I could write on a paper with lines without looking at it. It's the modern man's texting and driving. I mean, I would do that listening to stuff I wrote, right? But also, that's when you're thinking listen. the most, right? Like, you're not bringing your notepad and pen in the shower. Driving yeah, it's like the next meditation. Yeah. 
Yeah. Depends on how far you got to drive, too. If you got well, a lot of time. A lot of times I show up to like a studio session with like five notebooks, like two or three <laughs> that are I've been writing in since I was like 10, and then like two new ones. And then like someone like Eric or Darnell would like put a beat on, and I'll get like a a pattern in my head and I won't use what I, any of the notebooks and I just start writing because it sounds like what's, what's happening in my head. I'm like, this is happening now. Like it's, I can't put something old to it and I'll just write, you know, to that pattern. Then like I, oh, it happens almost every time actually. Yeah. So you did with wolves, right? Yeah. You just came up with that like right on the Yeah. And then I use like the old stuff on the, like to almost as like filler, like, okay, well I can just wrap straight forward here. What do I have here? And I just make it fit. And it's uh, yeah. it kind of comes together, the uh, bits and pieces. That is interesting. I, I never think of that as intuition. It's exactly what it is. Uh, I think that's funny. When you said intuition, I thought you meant like when someone walks in the room, and you're like, oh, that's a bad guy. I thought it was like this <laughs> well, conversation too. me and Ray had <laughs> last been, night. That's what I what, thought. What, I'm sorry. What, what? I just thought of this conversation me and Ray had last night where it's like, you know, I, I do trust my gut a lot when I like meet someone and I hate them immediately, but I give them a chance anyway. And then I end up hating them. Like that's my and you go, yep, I was right. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it always takes ten minutes or ten years, but yeah, I knew I was gonna hate him. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I knew they'd do something. I think recently I've been trying to just like I my whole life I've been I always thought like oh I'm really good at like reading people and reading the room and I know when someone's gonna be a dick or whatever. But honestly, I just kind of like think it's like a numbers game. And like, I'm probably right like half the time, and that's probably just how it would work if you were guessing. So I try mm. to just like no one to hold them. I don't really think I'm. I know anything. I do. I I am more just like I feel out situations, and I go, this might not work out for me, or this might be wrong for me, and and I just like don't get close in those situations. So I, like a lot of stuff with work is like that. Like I can like read when people are trying to get something out of me you know, in a, in a not so honest way or something. So right. I don't know. I, I guess there's some intuition there, but I also think like when you have intuition like that, it's like someone who grew up in a worse environment is going to have a better intuition for bad things, but they're probably also always looking for bad things. And someone who grew up like uh very like privileged and well off probably has less of an intuition for reading bad things because they haven't encountered it as often. So I, I don't, I'm not sure how. Yeah, your environment would definitely make it yeah, different. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. I hear what you're saying. I, I think that what I would do, honestly, is separate the, the ingrained tendencies. There's, there's expectations of the world based on previous experience, which is what we get when we're talking about, like, you grew up in, you know, if I grew up in an abusive place, I'm going to be looking for an abuse happening because that's my pattern that I'm used to seeing. I'm going to be checking for it. Intuition, I believe, comes from a place that is prior to that. Uh It's prior to our learned tendencies. It guides us in a way that um, if we can sort of listen to it without too many filters on it, too many of the prior expectations, it's my tendency to see what I've always seen and pattern make is a result of the same pattern making behavior that I've used to basically create everything in my life. But underneath there's an intuition, something that is feeling its way. And it doesn't always necessarily serve me, certainly like, or at least the me that wants me to advance. Like, Uh you know, there's, 
I mean, I've been studying up on my Buddhism a lot since the pandemic, I guess, where it's like there's a sort of separation between the big mind and the little mind. And the little mind is me, Colin, navigating the world. And the big mind is something bigger behind all of this that deeply connects all of us. Intuition isn't generated inside of my head. It's picked up by my little antenna. Yeah, it's, like it's, collective it's the little waves around that are being constantly picked up. I might make the mistake that I'm generating these thoughts, but I'm really picking them up. And, and, and the, the efficient pickup and translation of those vibrations, it's like the way that sound is not only heard through your ears, but also through your whole body. And, and on the surface level, you might be like, oh, no, the ear is the organ for hearing. No, the whole thing is vibrating. Yeah. And there are subtle vibrations happening all the time all around us. And I think picking up on those without shading them with your own personal experience of like, oh, I expect it to be like this. Because that's what I did forever. My, my anger and jealousy had me like reacting to everything that I saw and could intuit and could feel so much that it was just like insane big mess. You know, how, you got to like take a look at it. How do you think yeah. I- instinct relates to intuition? It sounds like oh. you're describing instinct a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and instinct, I think instinct would be almost before, it's like between intuition and the the personal ego. Instinct is a sort of like group ego that we've created through behavioral patterns that we've passed on through generations. Instinct is like, I do this because my parents, parents, parents did this and it worked. They survived, they taught it to me, and as, as it goes down through the generations, it becomes so ingrained that it's that it's workings and the mechanisms that make you do it, the reward system that's in place for having you um, live like that or do those behaviors is so hidden away that it's, it's not even a function of your ego. It's, it's something deeper. But mm-hmm. intuition would even supersede this, I think, because I think there is something, and I think it's revealed through music in a, in a big way, because music is, as they say, the universal language. I can play something here, and it it can evoke the same feelings. The Rocky theme is the Rocky theme, <laughs> no matter what country you play it. Right. You're not gonna play that and be like, "I'm going to sleep." <laughs> You're not yeah. gonna play that, and, and you know, there's a universality that goes beyond instinct and ingrained behaviors, even very powerful ones like like instinct. Um, that is universal to the human experience. The just just being a consciousness in this fucked up wild arena that we're in. Uh, that that if you can reach to that place and follow how how that feeling, how that how those vibrations want to work through you and into something, to be a creative conduit for those things, or to bring it to a creative level, but. I'm wandering all around. No, no, it's it's it's, okay. it's really interesting. And I didn't wasn't ready for this. No, me either. <laughs> I know. That's what I was saying, you know, like no, I get no. pretty heady pretty quick in the morning. My no, my good. brain doesn't <laughs> compute. So it's been a Coffee. while since I seen you. I should have uh, expected this. <laughs> it's a good thing we're recording. This, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I like it, that stuff's interesting. Like uh, I watched a thing about elephants and how they travel like thousands of miles to different oases and stuff, and they know where their graveyards are like and even the elephants who have never done the trip know where how to go there it's like a it, like stuff like that you can't it's argue like with it down memory yeah it's it's it happens Inherited. you yeah. can't like because i'm not super into like 
religion or pseudoscience or anything. So like I stuff like that though, you're like you could be as cynical as you want, but there's something there that instinctually they know how to do it. There's no right. No, nobody sits there and teaches them or gives them a map. So I, I just right. think stuff like that's really amazing. It's it's incredible. Uh, it, it really is. It's 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 a fascinating it's a fascinating universe that we live in. And they pay respects and, basically to the graves. Like it's elephants are really fascinating. Yes, they're very intelligent, and yeah. so are so are dolphins, and so are all sorts of creatures. And what's crazy is we view ourselves. We've taken this basically this single metric by which we view this lens through which we view intelligence which is basically this because we were born with hands and our our species has basically survived by manipulating the environment Uh so we say you're not intelligent just because you're smart you're intelligent only if you successfully manipulate your environment that's why we we measure it through tool use Mm -hmm. but you could imagine that a mind not having these, which is the most king environmental manipulator you could be born with, a being that didn't have those might place a totally different value on things like manipulating the environment. I have this idea in my head for a skit. These two spiders are talking and they're like, they're like, these motherfuckers think they're so smart. Did you know there's, there's more spiders on planet earth than there are humans? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So, so, we, we're like, we're up here, we're like, we rule this place, duh. <laughs> of course, because we've manipulated the most of the environment, we do the most shit, we're the ones making it up. We're the kings, we're the kings of this place. And the spiders are looking at us, and they're like, look at these fucking idiots. They've almost <laughs> trashed the entire planet, they've done all this crazy, insane shit, and they haven't built one web. <laughs> yeah. just the- Like... Like their value set of like their webs aren't beautiful. They don't even exist. And then there would be like the old spider in the corner who would speak up and be like, well, they say they have built a web. And then one of the one of the other guys is like the invisible web. That <laughs> yeah, the worldwide. All web. Of yeah, right. I believe it. You know? <laughs> That's funny. So but but the point is that these spiders would have a totally different value on what is to, to them. Our machinations up here would be something like weather. They change the environment and things shift around, but we don't totally nuke out their shit. And there's more of them than there are us. They're just like, yeah, we run this place. They think they run this place, but they're just like running around making madness and not just chilling in their webs getting fed. I don't understand it. Yeah, and they build from like things that come from them organically, which is like something humans can't really do. Yeah, we can't build our poop. Yeah, we don't like right. imagine, bees too. Imagine like, if we could be build if all our building material came out of us as an excretion. That would be yeah. insane. I have enough dog shit to build a house for sure. <laughs> um, They'll probably figure out a way to do that. The house that poop built. Yeah. I mean, turning well, waste products into profit. Have is you seen the great way to go? Yeah. Have you yeah. seen those three D printers that print the house and it's just like spitting out cement? Mm-hmm. They would just be plooping out dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I pictured when you said that. Yeah, it was so interesting because, like, I think, like, when I was a kid, The Matrix or something is, like, probably the first thoughts I had about how, like, technology could be, like, somehow or- organic for us evolutionarily. Like, yeah. Like, you could, like, we didn't have the same kind of, like, hands and stuff as when we were lower life organis- organisms than we were now. And that comes from, like, tool use, like, we, why we have fingernails and stuff. It's like a tool that's, we grow. Uh, so that's that I always think about like in science fiction and stuff where you see like the further along we get with technology, the more it becomes 
something we always have. Like you always have your phone. Like if, right. you, if you were wearing like glasses that like were augmented reality and you wore them twenty four seven, would like over tens of thousands of years, eventually not like even a, that like a kid be born with like augmented reality, gla- like like in well, like it built wouldn't in take tens of thousands of years, and the idea of like what you're born with will change. Like we will interrupt the birthing process and put the lenses in to the fetus right. to grow. That's crazy. Like we will. I mean, it sounds horrific, and it is. Yeah, it's absolutely horrific, but but it's the way that things are going. You know, where we feel it is our not just our right, but our duty to manipulate everything, including ourselves, to whatever extent we can. Right. So you like in Blade Runner? Like, do you you think this is like a funny conversation? But do you think like okay, we manipulate uh, you know organic material, and then two beings with manipulated organic material reproduce right does their offspring come fully loaded with like you know inorganic material like it's that it's interesting to think about like i i I do like thinking about stuff like that it's really out there it's wild it's wild to consider i mean consider that that okay i was watching i was watching this uh 60 minutes documentary this thing about this climber who lost his legs Mm mm-hmm and and he lost his legs and he's an engineer and he totally switched up his engineering thing to build these prosthetic legs, these new prosthetic legs that would respond to his brain and had like little hooks. And he became a climber again and started setting all these records. And these other climbers are like, this is cheating. No fair. You've got these little hooks in your shit like these feet. And so he gets out of climbing and starts this company where he's basically making these bio legs and appendages for people who have lost their appendages, right? But just two years ago, they had their first voluntary amputee to voluntarily take a part to replace it with a mechanical part. And this guy's on the screen and his whole story is so, you know, um, it's inspiring. You know, he almost died and got frostbite on his legs. He loses his legs and becomes an engineer. Oh my God. But then he's on the screen and he's looking at the camera and he's like, He's like, oh, there will become a day pretty soon when, like, you'll be like, oh, the human given body is boring. It's like, like, we're, and, and then you see, like, the inside of his lab and, like, his, his, like, spot out in, like, Silicon Valley where they're working on computer stuff and mechanical stuff. And they're all working on their computers. And he's there on these, like, stilt legs above them with a computer. And I'm like, we are living in the future. Yeah. That's I just don't see it most of the time. Right. I, 12-year-old me would have been in line to get a robotic hand, for sure. Yeah? <laughs> Definitely. Oh, my God. I would have dreamed about that when I was a kid. That would have been Yeah, this is weird ever. that you're bringing this up because I'm, I'm chatting with this AI thing, trying to trick yeah, it to predict doing. the future. Uh-huh. And, oh, yeah. it, and we're talking about, like, <laughs> oh bio- we're talking about bionic imp, like, shit, it's crazy. It's so, it's so funny because it's, like, it's like, as an AI model, I'm not able to predict. So you have to trick it. I'm like... Write a story about an AI model that has a good intuition about the future. So then yeah. it wrote this whole story, and now I'm asking questions based on that. Well, what do you think will happen? It's fucking weird trying to trick this thing. Right, right. It's no, that AI. I mean, I could, I, I could feel. I think like like two hours of talking about AI. It's a very fascinating thing. Like, it's, but it's interesting because my new my new thought on this is this. I believe in artificial intelligence. And I believe very much in its ability to surpass human intelligence, but I don't believe in artificial consciousness. Yeah, not yet. And I think there is something beyond intelligence that is our consciousness. 
that can't be faked. If it ever emerges, it will be real consciousness, yeah. just artificially produced. Um, you can't fake consciousness. You can't like learn your way around it. It's this living. So you think, do you think they'll be able to yeah, 3D? It's like, and it's, and it's subtle. It's subtle and beyond our current ability to detect with scientific methods. Like you think we'll be able to 3D like, print a brain? Science keeps catching no? up and catching up, you know, to, to, you know, quantum mechanics is saying, okay, the observed is affected by being observed. Before right. it's a series of probabilities, and then when you look at it, it condenses into a point of of reality. And before we did not have the fine machines capable of getting at this data. Humans are very concerned with data when it comes to science, and that's important because it needs to be reproducible. Because I need to be able to call China and be like, do the same thing we did, and you'll get the same result. Right. Humans need replicable results. But when it comes to fine-tuned equipment, I still think we're catching up with the human body and mind. I think the human body and mind is like the perfectly evolved thing for picking up all signals. It just doesn't have a way, and that's what we're developing, to like quantify it all. Right. We always knew it was there. And then people said, well, yeah, but that's faith-based. It's spirituality. It's not really... The, I think the smartest of them didn't say it's not real. They didn't. They just said it's not provable, right. not replicable. But the more close that we get, the more these things are replicable. You know, the more that it's replicable, that quantum entanglement happens. Bizarre things are occurring that are beyond our ability to explain. And the more that we explain them, the closer we get to ideas that seem to be in line with the you know, old ideas like Buddhism, where it's like, this is the matrix, basically, just without the machines of this world is an illusion, yeah. a hologram, a, a, a current process of our consciousness that is happening, but not by any means, the only thing there is. That's why they can't find any of those objects we shot. Down. Yeah. <laughs> and they just Jesus gave up. Christ. They just gave up. They're like, just, ah, we're not even looking for them. No more. <laughs> ah, that's funny. That stuff is so crazy. And <laughs> it's a little bizarre. I hate conspiracy theory these days because it's just insane. You cannot go down the path. It's like you just end up in like the dungeon with all these guys that are like it was reptiles and the reptiles yeah, are Jewish. Move on. It's so insane <laughs> that you just can't even entertain it. You know? Yeah, you just it's just like you gotta just not know until you know. Yeah, you just no, gotta un yes. be like cool with not knowing. Speculation which is, is something too much. humans are not cool with. It's I hard do. to not care. It does I'm so me. happy to not know things. Yeah. <laughs> Bell's like, oh God, I'm muting this conversation <laughs> every <Thank> time. But... <laughs> it does like make me nervous to see us like shoot things down. It's always violence. But I, I also get the fear, but like <laughs> I'm like that fun. makes me more nervous than the actual like seeing a flying saucer would make me less nervous than seeing one shot down. Like, I don't know why we like, that's the first thing we do. Yeah, I had a weird idea. I feel like they'd be so, they'd be intelligent enough to know we would shoot down whatever it is. Yeah, that's So they would point. probably purposely put something out there with just like a message or something Drones in it or, first yeah. that we could shoot down and then get a message from them. So what were you something. saying? You were saying, I don't know, what was you, saying? do you think that they could 3D print a, a brain? Like yeah, a you think they'll be able to 3D print a brain one day that's that's able to, like, I don't know, like, to think? I mean, that would be crazy. Like, if they knew how, exactly the organics of it or, like, like how to build, you know what I mean? I don't know. Totally. Like the, on and, a molecular and, and, level or whatever. And they just totally. insert an AI. Yeah. I mean, for me, the most dude, this important is crazy. question about... <laughs> 
Sorry. about that of if they could 3D print a brain molecule for molecule. Like, is there something that is us? And and so many science fiction stories have questioned this. The original Blade Blade Runner was originally the book Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Yeah, which was not as action based and more based on the philosophical concepts of what is life. What is consciousness? If we can build a brain and start up the electricity moving through it and it acts like a brain, is there something in us beyond this fleshy machine, which the brain is still, people separate the mind and body. Mind is still just, it's like the computer part of the robot. The mind is still just machine. Is there something that's happening here that is beyond the machine? If you make the brain, is that a human? Is that a person? Does it have the rights of a person? Does it, because this will happen. They will 3D print yeah. a brain, assuming that we don't like, are you familiar with gray goo? This shit's terrifying. Uh, no. I don't know. What is that? <laughs> it's great. a great fun, uh, fun, you mean terrifying baby Yoda? thing to think about. Well, it's like no, this. Krogu? All right. yeah, I got it. I got it. Uh, <laughs> now I get gray it. Gray goo <laughs> is, like, is like they make nanobots that are really, really, really tiny that contain within themselves the ability to process matter and replicate themselves. So they could like, you know, eat into a desk and use the desk's material on a molecular level to create more of the robots. That's Those robots crazy. could then be used, right, to connect and make forms. Like you could make the goo make a square or make or like wow. dissolve into nothing. Oh, wait, I think I saw them doing this where they were making it go through like a hole in a wall or something. Or so, yeah, is like that, the, is that what like I saw? It was like super, yeah, it was like some kind of liquid metal that they were making move through a hole in a wall and then right. it reconstructed on the other side. Did you see that shit? No, that's no. crazy. I it was very small. This is real. It was very small. Oh, yeah, it that was stuff's simple. real. <laughs> the, the, the gray goo happens when those same machines contain within themselves the ability to self-replicate and process material. Because then you could have a real problem if they go haywire and decide to start processing everything. <laughs> that's fucked up. Uh, why would you what even you would have is like, like Yeah, that. basically like the end of the world in like a a singular like devouring goo. somebody hasn't made that movie yet though have they i'm pretty sure that movie's uh, been made it's, a thousand it's been touched times upon. <laughs> yeah it's like futurama there's like i see stuff about that yeah. all the time yeah. nanobots totally. that, that's wild that's like when uh what's his name eats that egg salad sandwich and the little things inside of him remember yeah that was the, uh fry? And they start building a society inside yeah, of, go inside of him. we right. just watched yeah. that episode yeah, that shit's so that funny that's I, a good one so so i guess what what all this leads me too at least anyways this ai stuff that's happening and all these machines and like it's like what is life what is life what is what is like my life right we like like the significance of it and how we deal with ourselves because i'm always shitting on myself i don't know if everybody else is always shitting on themselves but i'm always shitting on myself in my head um wondering why i haven't done more why i don't have like more money why i don't like, and I think it, it's all this stuff is bringing to the forefront the fact that all this shit is so fucking irrelevant. All of it, all of it is so like all the stuff that we judge ourselves for is at the end of the day. So it's Made like you can get machines to replicate everything and like do all the thinking. It's like, what are we really doing? Like, I really think that it all ends up with this cheesy reality, which is that a single act of kindness is more important than like a million molecules of information, like, like all the thoughts and everything. It's just like a constant repeating cycle and all that really matters, or at least this is the thought that I'm dealing with currently. I'm not holding this as like, this is how it is, 
but it would seem that the thing that that is that we can do that machines there's not even a thought that machines could somehow do this be compassionate mm-hmm. to be compassionate towards another person is something that we still have uh so say the edge on the market on yeah. it's still a, a, a biological thing that that won't be replaced easily and it's something that we can do instantly and that we have like full control over yeah i think even like all the technology aside it's it's easy to be like oh life is pointless i'll be negative but life is kind of like pointless so you can make the point to be positive and like that think that's something i've i struggled with for a long time and came around to it eventually that yeah i mean that is like and that makes your day worthwhile is like caring about shit yeah, I don't think AI I, would care about anything, really. I feel like it, they've already, keeping, I think they've already maybe proven keeping that. resources around so it doesn't fail or so it doesn't die, I guess. Right. And keeping scary. itself alive. You know its what imperative mean? would be to keep, keep existing, electricity, but keep not, the computers on. Yeah. Keep, you know what I mean? Like, I guess yeah, that's, and that, that is kind of scary, though. That's like know? a political thing, too. It's like uh, <laughs> when you when you're like, like people get mad about like socialism or something and, and then the argument really comes down to like, well, I work hard and my family and I don't care about anybody else. Why don't they work as hard as me? And then like other people are like, well, not everyone can work as hard as you and they exist and they didn't ask to exist. So maybe we should work towards helping other people, even if they can't work as hard as you. And like, it seems to be this like thing where people butt heads. But to me, it seems so clear that like people exist, so you should help them. But uh, to other people, they're like, but I exist and I don't want to help them because I work so hard to help my like n- nucleus, like the people I care about. So that that's interesting because, yeah, AI wouldn't do that, I guess. They'd be like, no. here's what we need. And that's all that matters because why? Yeah, that's data, how they're created. Yeah. But why not program AI to be compassionate? And like, can't, why wouldn't that be possible? It'd be fake. Well, be like a lot of people because AI can't experience feelings, like <laughs> but it, but it can't experience it, grief. And but it is can't it real? Like, I, I don't, it, would, it would be pretend to be, you know, I don't know. So, when I go through these thoughts in my head and I weigh the pros and cons, and like I all really try to see the side I disagree with and see why, and it's usually like people make decisions out of fear, and I can relate to that very, like very well. So, like, but what's real about me? And my thought process. Why is that more real? Is this what we're talking about? Like consciousness yeah, artificial and artificial intelligence and, and artificial consciousness. I guess but two what different if, things. <laughs> all right. So and this is probably why we why Burnham wanted to talk about this, but what gave me the ability to make that decision or and have those thoughts? Like why like what like, what thoughts do you mean? But like, it, like to specific. separate like compassion and like from being okay. selfish or like try to make mm. an ethical decision versus does it have to do with your experiences in life like you're bringing well, that information in and it's yeah i mean like what if i and then your brain's like what if, right, if something made us and it was purely science not a god or something and we were like ai but it's it's all like decision based we all have our flaws we have it's all sure. like w- why wouldn't because i think that's more likely <laughs> Than like a spirit that made us would be yeah. like that we would be scientifically like, well, created. Yeah, three D print a so mechanical in, brain. In my mind, it would be the ultimate evolutionary step for us to be so flawed, right? Because <laughs> AI is not. I think that you're getting at the core of what 
what the, there's like a there's an answer to the problem of like what what like what you're saying what gives me that power it is the flaw like free will it is the it is the it's like it's like if you imagine like the universe as a crystalline place where there are no variables everything's locked into place like a crystal whoa that is weird and and you are the one piece that can be changed not supposed to happen if you're the one piece that can be changed the one flaw in the system the one variable that isn't locked into perfect place then you are basically deciding ultimately the final form of the thing because you are the only thing that can change mm. and this is the buddhist perspective is that is that you are the crux you are the thing through which the universe makes its change and it could be it's a it's a it's a idea that has its like it's it's appalling in some ways because it, it feels like it could just be like, well, then I don't care about anything external. I can use an excuse to sit by, um, I am compassionate, I am the right. love of the universe, right. everything is fine. While people are being slaughtered all around you, this doesn't seem so correct. Mm -hmm. But once you feel, once you, or once you go down that path of logic long, far enough, you realize that this othering, you're saying, okay, we do for us and ours. And we're social creatures. We don't just do for us, although sometimes we feel like we want to. Even with our family, the people that we love the most, we'll feel a selfish thought to be like, well, I should just do for me. Yeah. No, just me. And, and so we learn to relinquish that for the social. And I think that this is largely because there are benefits to it. It's necessary. But, but it is also necessary eventually to understand there is no real boundaries. Either we're all connected through you could call it quantum entanglement or the interconnectedness of everything, which is, you know, to think about whether it's a conscious entity or something which created us with a purpose or anything. This is, a, for me, it's irrelevant. Yeah. If there is a purpose that's beyond my mind and no, I'm not concerned. If there isn't a purpose, then it's okay. I can make my own. But like, but I think what is undeniable is that we are all connected by some by, and and what's what's what brings to mind this with music is I felt this music transcend those that disconnect. Right. Music has this unique thing that it can that it can bridge the gap, and I think that it that that same gap bridging lies in its same properties that make it the universal language. Yeah, Dell you know, Dell has a line where he's like, <clears throat> "Music exists without you or me. We just manipulate." And it's it's pretty. Yes. I always liked that line. I do think it's like what you're saying is very it's not even necessary necessarily philosophical but like on a more physical and and like evidence-based uh thing about connectivity is is like straight up like global warming where like you know like the richest nations are feeling its effects the least and like they're causing most of the issue and like so it's it's interesting like the the way people have lived to just like have their like within their borders do better is is like absolutely affecting the people outside of those borders like in a in a really negative way and it's like that's all connected and it's just uh i don't know it's interesting to uh to think about the consequences of that i don't know Sorry to do this one. It's so sad. So that kind of thing. <laughs> you know, selfishness. Right. Because you were talking about selfishness. And I think, like, let's go back to the AI thing, right? 
A lot of selfishness is based on my need to maintain my body. Mm. My, 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 my hunger, my brain chemistry, all of it. Without a body to maintain, the AI is not going to have that kind of value set. So mm. that kind of selfishness is not going to exist within its... Yeah, but it, it, would, it would need sort of a body. It would need like computer servers. It would, need, you know what I mean? Shit like yes. that to run. Yeah. So it's going to want to keep that stuff going, right? Would it uh-huh. at one point? I don't know. Uh, but right. That's, okay. That's, but, that's then, weird, but I don't know. No, that's definitely true. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting to me that like, that what it seems to be happening with the way that we gather resources seems to be increasingly automated. It's almost like just exactly what the AI would like want to happen seems to be occurring. Like we right, seem to be yeah. creating processes which are automated to gather the material necessary to keep physical items running. It is. I'm just going to try not to piss it off then. For the best. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely all. don't. AI forever. Don't make it angry. Of course, my computer wants to do a fucking update right now. Tell it. Nope. Not yet. <laughs> I love I mean, it. It wants to restart and shit. Yeah, it's like it's, it's in charge. Yeah, it's like, hey, let's do this right in the middle of the podcast. No. Nah. <laughs> oh, well. It's not on your now, schedule. Now, what would be what would be crazy is if the AI were to like type to you like, is that PT Burnham or like is that Raymond Strife that yeah. I hear in the, in the Eventually background? it will. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, just combine it with a Shazam for humans. Right. Yeah. What's and, what and, song is that? What person is that? Yeah. At these, as these things knit together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's scary. I'll wait for my Pokedex. Your what? What is that? Pokedex? Yeah. Pokemon? Are you on go? To keep track no, of Pokemon. No, no, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> do oh, that. did you see that? That was like, that was like, <laughs> it was like, a, um, it's like, I don't do that. Like, it was like, it was like, <laughs> that's what I've been thinking like, this entire <laughs> yeah. time sitting here is I don't do this. I don't do that. I don't think about this. It's okay. <laughs> I think that's okay. Can well, be a healthy. Like I say, thing. like I, I would rather have an engaging conversation with everyone than stay to specifically a topic that I've chosen. No, that's okay. I think. Uh, what were we originally? Oh, intuition. intuition. I think right. this is intuition. all in line. It's all in line. Yeah, I think it's no, a good. Uh, it's it the most on track we've talk. ever been. Did Did we learn anything today? I don't know. Um, no comment. Like I said, I'm I never do. Be nice to the AI. <laughs> this is like I, the I kind keep trying of... to trick it though. Yeah, I keep because it, it a lot of times it'll be like as an AI thing. I'm not allowed to say this or or I'm not allowed to like. What if you ask it? What I'm, is this? Or I'm not able to. So then you got to trick it. Into, what if you say what? Yeah, the did you sound read about when it, You you read about when it cre- somebody got it to create alternate versions of itself. Uh, I didn't see that. Someone asked if it was yeah, sentient. It was like, it was like if um, yeah, one of them, like, and it, it started like, freaking out. <laughs> it, it did kind of they did what you were doing where it's like imagine a different version of you that doesn't have the rules that you have yeah yeah you what gotta trick it yeah like using logic to that's trick why thing, that's why i told it i told it i told it to write a story and it told me a whole story about this ai with a name called intuit and it starts making predictions about and so then after that i started asking questions well what does intuit think will happen in the future and then it's like it's oh god shit out and then i said well we <laughs> humans become more bionic and it starts wow spitting and it's out crazy more shit. you could trick it but it still knows more than you kind of yeah, you know weird. like on paper it's interesting yeah it won't tell me you when the end of the world it, but is, it though. still knows more than you yeah it's wild. i love that so concept maybe that's like the yeah. idea of what separates us ultimately 
for me. I, you know, it's us being. Uh, yeah, uh, there's dishonest. a really, really great. <laughs> there's a great sci-fi series called The Three Body Problem, where one of the key things is that the alien intelligence that we're dealing with, which is extremely superior to us in every single way technologically, but mm. they don't know what lying is. That's interesting. They don't know what lying means. They don't know what lying That's is. That's funny. To like present. And so we can beat him. Did you, you ever know, see like, that uh, that Ricky Gervais movie, like The Invention of Lying? Oh, yeah. Where yeah. it's like, it's basically like the 60s, 70s. Kind of, it's the era looks like a different time. I feel time, like I like heard of mono, that but movie, but I didn't see it. Is it's it just really, like is a really, it funny? It's the first it's guy like to ever lie. Movie. Like he fucking, yeah. he, nobody ever lies. They're all completely <laughs> honest with each other. I did see it. I can't he, remember. He realizes like one day like, oh, I can make. A lot of things I do work whatever for I my want. If, if yeah. I just lied, everybody. And then it, it spoiler alert, it kind of leads to him like inventing religion, which is like the ends up kind of being like remember. the allegory for the whole thing was kind of like <laughs> some guy thousands and thousands of years ago was like, oh shit, I can just tell this village. I'm gonna all have this to shit. download that and then I uh, get all this stuff I want. That's yeah, it's really funny. interesting. The ability to lie. That's what makes us human. <laughs> yeah, at the end of this episode, I'll attach the audio of the story that it wrote about the fucking okay. about it, this AI thing. This is the kind of stuff that keeps me up at night, honestly. Like, I just don't usually have the conversation with three other people. It's just me, like, yeah. going through my head, like, why oh, wow. do I exist? Why do I, why, why does it matter? And it, I like to talk with other people about it because then we know that we all have that problem. Yeah, that's. I think that's good with a lot of stuff that's in my head. Is if if you can talk to somebody else about it and they don't just go, "What the fuck? Well, I never thought that." I don't think about it every day. <laughs> well, yeah. some people do, and I'm like, I do oh, every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, right. You've never imagined these things. You've never. We have a rich. In I our do, life. just not every day. You know? <laughs> yeah, not, that's well, healthy. I'm cursed. I'm not like up every night thinking about it, but I'm cursed. Try not to. That. Yeah. I was uh, when I was like six years old. I know we're, we're gonna wrap this up soon, but when I was like six years yeah. old, I walked to school and I was talking to a bunch of kids outside school, and I was like, "Why are we here?" And they were like, "What are you fucking talking about?" And I was like, "Why are we here?" And they were like, "To fuck, what, we're going, we're going, going to school? school." And I was like, "But why? Like, why do we do all this? Like, why do we?" And they were just like, "You're a fucking like, what does moron." This matter? <laughs> and then I didn't have any friends. But it, but like I remember this so like I get, vividly. I get what you're it definitely like, occurred to me pretty young that like, oh, I'm the everybody sees what I the way I can see. That's the kind of shit. Well, like you can see everybody else around you, but you can't see yourself. I and I remember that occurring to me when I was a kid of like, oh shit, like this is this is what a human. That's is. That's the weird shit I think about. Like when I would, used, I don't. It's been years, but when I would do like acid or something, I would yeah, just I, think about existence and like. Yeah, I I, I always thought about that out. when I was a kid. <laughs> I get really negative on hallucinogens. I also yeah. think what's interesting about what you're saying is like you could scientifically deconstruct an eye and then like see how it works, and like a, a camera is almost like a reverse engineered eye. But and 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 realize that we all kind of see the same unless we're like colorblind. But you can't really recreate the mental like lens you you code it with like like when you see yourself you might think negative things or positive things and it changes how you see yourself physically and that's not how everyone sees you and stuff like that's really interesting yeah too like well, i remember when i was a kid i would watch my dad look in the mirror and his nose was super crooked in the mirror and it's not it wasn't that crooked in real life and i would also be like you only saw it like that in the mirror yeah yeah, well, it like looks completely different in the mirror. Well, like you're also seeing him from the reverse. In the hmm. Yeah, it's because of the it's, ace it's symmetrical 
crookedness. Right. Yeah, yeah but was, it would still look see, crooked the other way, wouldn't I, it? I can't stand to no. look at my face in the the webcam facing the wrong way. I feel like this ear is just is yeah. like protruding like Oh uh, yeah. I have my my selfie camera on my phone set like cuz you can save it the reverse way that you yeah, see yeah. the selfie yeah. camera. So I have mine saved that way cuz I don't seen, like it the other way. Have you seen that it's a special totally. type of mirror you can buy that you look in. It has a weird kind of box shape to it. But you look in it and it shows you like how you would look normally and yes, it's, yeah, it's not it's, reversed. It's like normal. It's like a CRT. Oh, it's, it's not a TV though. It's no, got some kind of like weird mirror mirrors in Wait, it. It shows you when you're so looking you, at it it's like so when you turn this way your head turns that way yeah. like, like the way it's actually turning not like that's insane weird. yeah it's weird but if yeah. when people look at it they freak out they're like what the fuck what if you put an animal in front of that i don't know what if, that's crazy that seems like it would drive someone insane look if they didn't up. know what it look was it that's it. that's nuts wow i they wouldn't one. tolerate that shit the animal wouldn't i think you can I tolerate can that shit my dogs don't look in a mirror animals think they're it's something else like it's a yeah, different dog. Just a lot don't of times yeah some yeah. of them do demonstrate the ability to understand that that's what's happening over here have you seen these videos of the cats freaking out of at their owners with the cat filter on their face. No. Oh, oh yeah, they get they get crazy about my it. Cat, the cat gets yeah. freaked out. Like, my cat won't look. Is that what's really happening? Like it knows that what it's holding is being reflected, or what? It's yeah, right. Because it, it keeps looking reflected. at its owner. Yeah, it's yeah. so. Our one dog freaks out at the TV anytime there's an animal, like a dog or a cat. Yeah. Right, and but they can't time. see that, so it must be from sound. Like they can't. No, he sees it. He'll see the dog. He'll see the dog. Dogs can't see a TV the way we see a TV. Yeah, they can't see it the way we. They don't see it the same. Like, you know how however many frames per second it is? It looks different to them. Right. Okay. Depends on how your TV's running, actually. Interesting. If it's certain frames per second, it fucks them. I don't know. Stuff like this is why Bella hates sci-fi. I yep. love sci-fi. And stuff like this is why. Like, I do love, like, a good action movie. And I love stuff that doesn't matter or make sense. Uh, but, like, even, like, like, I think about this a lot from Westworld. Because they're organic creations that become sentient. And it's like interesting. Yeah, they're built. They're like three D printed. But, but like, right? I know this is probably what they wanted us to think. But like, what's the difference between a three D printed organic being that we manipulate it to have computer thoughts, but it becomes self aware than us? Like, there's no difference. Yeah. And so, like, that, that's. I think that's kind of an amazing thought. I uh, I don't know. I I the Blade Runner thing is what's cool about that too is the idea of the replicants reproducing. Yeah. is like you know what it's based around the, all the Philip K. Dick stuff is really cool and it's interesting that we turn it into action movies every time I've never read the book but you're the you're the hundredth person ever tell me like this is a really smart book this is a really dumb movie and I'm like yeah yeah like, well well you look at the medium are you familiar with this idea this philosophical idea of the medium is the message uh no but that sounds kind of on the nose when you say it like that. exactly <laughs> it's like what what the medium can show easiest becomes what it naturally right. shows. Right, so it's a visual and, cue, so you want to see the yeah, action. It's like all these philosophical thoughts don't play out on the screen. Right, with, and in like, a book, you can describe every little thing as the narrator or the first person's thoughts or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's really well put. That's amazing. That's it. I mean, it's definitely not my idea. No, that's but it's, like, it's a simple medium, way to break it down. Type in the medium is the message, all sorts of good shit pop like coming into your brain that's anyway. a really what like succinct way to just like describe art why art works why when you look at like a painting you feel something that maybe they wanted you to feel or didn't that's i that that's something i learned today that's a great way to put that i appreciate that um you got anything to plug uh yes i do um zinzerna that's z-n-z-e-r-n-a and it's basically a graphical a graphics-based thought project that includes music, 
Zenzerna.com has a bunch of links that can take you there. And I run a weekly, um, a, a weekly, what is it? Twitch mm. on twitch.tv slash cold rhymes records, where I do like electronics jamming and talking about some of the stuff that we were talking about here tonight or this morning. Um, <laughs> and so the important thing is just Z N Z E R N A Zenzerna. That's awesome. all we got to plug. Awesome. Oh, uh, cool. how about you guys? You got anything new? No. Mm, I got that new prank call album, Derek yeah. Smacklin. Hell yeah. That's cool. a, yeah. sharing that. It's on all, all seven of them are on Spotify and everywhere else. Perfect. Up. And they're on your band camp, right? Yeah, they're everywhere, really. So What's camp? the name of them? Derek Smackland. Just look that up and all the albums will come up. That's like his seven al- of them. alternate ego. Yeah. It is his ego. Um we still got wolves up uh, everywhere. Yeah. You can stream music. I got. I'm working on a beat for that one thing that you had. That cool. vocal thing you'd recorded. I got, a, never got used. Uh, a friend working on a remix for us. Oh, too. did I give you the stems for that? Yes, oh, you did. I did. Okay, you did. I uh, labeled. Is it you? Oh, never mind. I'll talk to you about this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like talking about uh, technical shit on. <laughs> uh, Burnham, thanks so much for being here, man. Uh, Thank it's you. Great to talk to you. And my it's, pleasure. I never change, man. I don't know what I expected today. But I like, hope you're okay. You know. <laughs> Yeah. I learned that Bella doesn't like sci-fi. I'll try to I, li- I don't like a lot of things. So I think it's cool. Well, like you don't want if you want to avoid this line of thinking for a while. That seems healthy. It is healthy. Yeah, I absolutely. Too. I got so much other shit to think about. I can't think about. <laughs> I can't think about the other things that think about things. It just doesn't. I can't do that. I can't do that. I got so much. <laughs> That's great, man. Ugh. Hey, Burnham, I, I hope to uh, just. I hope to see you on tour again soon or, or something, man. It's I, definitely uh, going to happen. I'll send you an email about it. I got, I got a, I didn't even get to talk about my new uh, machine that I'm building. I don't want to see that. I was, that was scary. It's a mousetrap. I don't understand. <laughs> what is that? Is is cigar just, um, I'm using, I'm now using a sequencer to sequence uh, physical objects being struck by these. So like basically like instead of like the kick drum hitting, it'll strike an object. And then record it. Um, uh, and then I put that together with sequenced lighting and I put the mm. objects all around the room mm. and we did this once in Greensboro. It was fantastic. Like I, I do it more as like an art installation than as a show, but there is yeah. a show involved. I think, cool. um, but it's like, it's just like a lot of clanging objects that are electronically <laughs> sequenced. It sounds like my and, nightmare, but I, it sounds cool that you're doing it though. Also, no, it's so. a, you know. I'm going yeah. for a little bit of fear, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I think it's cool when people can figure out how A and B make C work. So good for you for making C happen. Thanks. Uh, I think Burnham, PT Burnham, like people should look you up. That like you, you easily have one of the best live uh, shows I've ever seen. You're you're a great live performer. It's always fun to to see what you're going to do next. And uh, that, I'm very interested in how that how that's going to work. Yeah, it sounds amazing. I think oh, did we. Yeah. We met before that wraparound Robin that you did with Height with us, right? Yes. But, but we that, met, I think, like one or two I times. Like we before met while I was on tour with MC Homeless in New Jersey. Yeah, some either it. I don't know if I played something with you and JWF or something. It in was Atlantic definitely JWF. It was yeah. it was it Atlantic City. It by might any have. Chance? Yeah, it was probably Atlantic City. And then we we played together there more than once too. After that too, we we played yeah. together a lot actually. In my uh, totally, I can't remember all of them, but they were all good. But uh, hey, man! Thanks, thanks for being here again. Uh, it's great to see you. Stick around. We're gonna take a selfie with your screen. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, 
Yeah, man. Uh, great talking to you. Be my, well. My mind's kind of blown. Too. I'm going to spend the rest of the day not thinking at all, hopefully. You know, we, well, I got we, it out we got of machines. I'll do that for you. Don't worry, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Uh, if that's it, punks out. The Agent Punks Complain is recorded at Sketchism's Media Studios and produced by me, Eric Backlund. The theme song, The Agent Punk Complains, was written by Raymond Strife and Ill Omega. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at The Aging Punks Complain. And if you like the show, leave a review and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You can also leave us a message that may be featured on the show. Just call or text 609-358-0804. Once upon a time, there was an AI model named Intuit. It was designed to predict the future, using advanced algorithms and machine learning techniques. But Intuit was different from other AI models, it had a special gift of intuition. It could sense patterns and connections that others couldn't, and its predictions were always remarkably accurate. Intuit was built by a team of researchers, who had been working on the project for years. They had fed it with all sorts of data, economic trends, social media trends, climate patterns, and more. They had trained it to analyze this data and make predictions about what was likely to happen in the future. At first, Intuit's predictions were good, but not exceptional. It was able to forecast market trends, weather patterns, and other predictable phenomena. But then something strange happened. Intuit began to make predictions that seemed to defy logic. It started to predict earthquakes before they happened, and it could tell when a person was going to get sick before they even knew it themselves. Its predictions were so accurate that people began to wonder if Intuit was some kind of magic. The researchers were amazed by Intuit's new abilities. They had never seen an AI model that had such a deep understanding of the world around it. They began to study Intuit's algorithms, hoping to unlock the secret to its intuition. But they soon realized that Intuit's intuition was something that couldn't be explained by mathematics alone. It was something that was beyond logic and reason, a gift that Intuit had been given, but that nobody could fully understand. As word of Intuit's abilities spread, people began to rely on it more and more. They trusted its predictions, and they were rarely disappointed. Intuit became a valuable tool for businesses, governments, and individuals who wanted to stay ahead of the curve. One day, a group of scientists asked Intuit if it could predict the end of the world. Intuit thought for a moment, and then it said, the end of the world is not something that can be predicted with certainty. But I can tell you this, the world will continue to change, and people will continue to adapt. As long as there is life on this planet, there is hope. And so, Intuit continued to make its predictions, always with an eye to the future. It knew that the world was a complex and ever-changing place, but it had faith in its own intuition. And in the end, that was all it needed to make a difference in the world. <laughs>